Welcome to Cat's Crypto Peepcast. Revealing reviews, titillating tech talk, never, ever financial advice. This is a very special episode as it's the first official AMA done by Cat's Crypto Peep Show. People are finally catching on, eh? And Divide, the CEO and co-founder of the Century Solana NFT and blockchain infrastructure company, said that this was his most enjoyable AMA up to that moment. I'm not surprised. So grab a snack and the beverage of your choice and enjoy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centuries Solana NFT Mint Day AMA with Cat's Crypto Peep Show. I am Catherine Jenkins. I'm here with my right-hand man, Batman, and Divide, who is the co-founder and co-creator. Is that your title at Centuries, Divide? Uh, we're not too big on Centuries, uh, on titles here at Centuries, but uh, yeah, I'm the project lead and one of the co-founders. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you joined me for this. Um, just to uh, start off, I want to let everyone know that this AMA is made possible by Cat's Crypto Peep Show VIP Room, which was just launched last week on the 11th. Um, this is our private area of my Discord where we put community and values first. Uh, anyone who auditions and is accepted for VIP before September 8th receives a 14-week free trial. Oh, uh, whoops. I love you guys, but it's a 14-day trial, not a 14-week trial. And the OG VIP peep roll, which you will have forever, even if you cancel and come back later. Um, this gives you special perks and benefits to anything that we decide to do in the future with Cat's Crypto Peep Show, whether that be NFT collections or tokens or what have you. Um, so I have pinned a link about that if you're interested. And with uh, no further ado, we will get on with the main event here, which is centuries. So once again, congrats on selling out so easily in such a shitty market. Um, like I said, I'm impressed by that. Um, you were able to sell out a collection that has, or a project that has a fairly, um, like, not unrecognizable, but kind of niche. It's very niche, like validator as a service, like RPCs. These are words like most people don't understand. And we've seen collections that have very mainstream use cases like music industry, for example. Like these are these types of things are struggling right now. So I think that that is uh, very impressive. So why don't you tell everyone here what exactly Centuries is? What is your project and what does it do? Yeah, I'd love to. And thanks so much for having us on today. And I encourage everybody to check out the big screen and, and check out what, what Kat was just telling you about. My name's Divide from Centuries. And Centuries is a blockchain infrastructure as a service company. What that means is we're a PFP project, but in, in a few short uh, you know, bit of time, we're going to be running hundreds of validators and thousands of RPC nodes, and we're going to share that those rewards back with holders of Centuries. Um, and the way that you become eligible for those rewards is you take your Sentry, you go to staking.centuries.io, and you, you stake your Sentry into the power grid. Uh, from there, you'll start to appear in the snapshots, and then as we grow our business together, um, you'll be eligible for those rewards. But if you need more rewards today, 
uh, we're running our, we run a validator and uh, it's called the load. It's currently operating on mainnet. Uh, just means the, it means the main blockchain uh, network and uh, the main Solana blockchain network. And you can uh, power up your Sentry PFP by staking soul in our validator. And if you do that, you get um, increased rewards uh, beyond what other validators would offer. Um, there's much more to it, uh, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. And, and I just want to say um, we sold out uh, this morning on Bifrost. We're the second project to launch on Bifrost. And that is my one of my favorite teams and peoples in the world. And Sentries is currently number one on the popular collections on Magic Eden. Uh, knocking on the door of 5,000 Solana volume on secondary markets. So go out and sweep those sentries, and uh, then we just re-inject all those, all those profits back into the business. So uh, let's do it together. Thanks, Kat. Hey, it, it's my pleasure, Divide. Now, I would like to know, uh, Divide, how would you explain all that to my grandmother? Yeah, so like basically we run a uh, savings account and it pays us 6% a year and other people should have savings accounts on the blockchain, uh, but savings accounts in, on the blockchain are really hard to set up and so you need somebody to do that for you and so we're going to set up a bunch of savings accounts for a bunch of other projects on the blockchain and then they'll pay us um, like a monthly services fee in order to do so. Amazing, I love it. I'm going to call up my grandma after this and tell her all about centuries. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love it. You know, I got to say, like, my grandmother, I grew up with my mom and her mom, and my grandmother is one of the most influential people in my life. So shout out to the grandmothers out there. Amazing. That actually, that takes us into the next question I wanted to ask you. So you, you are in Northern Cali, correct? That I am. Okay, awesome. Um, have you always lived there? No, no. I actually started off uh, in, in the Midwest. Uh, I'm, I'm from, a, from a very boring place that, uh, that I hate to go back to. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, okay, so I wanted to know, when you were a small child, did you dream of becoming the CEO slash founder of an NFT project? Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I, I I look back on my journals uh, as a kindergartner now, and it's 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 crazy how like prescient they were about what my life would become. Um, it's it's so funny though because I'm I'm pretty old, um, you know, and uh, so obviously you know blockchain is was something that um, came into my life. Like you know, I'm I was obviously aware of it. Um, but but I actually and, and I heard in Liberty Square, I was talking with uh, Liberty earlier today. And, you know, he kind of ended up starting a project after like going through an injury. And like that's actually a similar story to how I made it to crypto. Um, I was in um, I, I played I played music. I was playing in, in a touring band and um, I really hurt my back um, during, on, you know, on like a tour. And I ended up and I was always interested in and that's why I was interested in NFTs also. Like I always saw them as this opportunity to like give more uh, directly to the creators and kind <clears> of <throat> cut out the middleman as, as musicians, as artists, as filmmakers and and what have you. But um, so that was like I was always, always on the periphery, blockchain, NFTs, NFTs in particular. I was like, these are cool. I really like them. I get it. I'm a, I'm a collectibles kind of person. Um, and then I but so then I hurt my back and I, I found myself like, you know, on medication for a long time and like laid up. And that was kind of that sucked. It was horrible. Don't get me wrong. Don't ever do that. But uh, that was like the <laughs> opportunity that I needed to like dive into blockchain. And so, no, I mean, you know, this is something that's brand new to me. But, you know, I I've always felt, you know, 
sort of out like uh, like an outsider a bit like I'm not like the kid I wasn't a goth kid or anything like I was like I've always blended but I've always felt like you know kind of an outcast um but I I gotta say like it, it's been music and then it's really been blockchain and over the last you know year or so that's like I'm really sort of finding a, a home for myself even though I'm a little bit older now Cool. What do you play? What like what instruments do you play? Uh, I mostly play guitar, and at this point, it's I'm like I like hung it up, and I, and you know I'm I'm washed up at this point. But <laughs> um, I do have a fresh, new, vibrant blockchain infrastructure as a service company that is going to take up a lot of my time going forward because this is actually just day one of the project, despite all the blood, sweat, and tears of the the, the past months for sure. Yeah, the blockchain is your new instrument. You know what? It really is. And I got to say, like, I haven't really, I, I really like this discussion because, you know, most of the time I'm talking about validators and stuff. But what what I have found um, is the performance element of it is a big part of spaces, right? Like, I've really replaced oh, yeah. that, that sort of desire, right? Like, I wasn't, I'm not a front man. I hadn't been, you know, now I'm a front man of a band. Right. I'm a front man of a, of a blockchain infrastructure project, um, but it, it gets at the same thing. Right. Like you're you know, it's it's a version of you. Right. But um, yeah, it's more public. It's really public and it's really you're really out there. And so um, it does scratch the same itch, I must say. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. Um, cool. Well, what I wanted to ask why did you choose Solana? Like, were you considering other chains before, or um, did you already have? Did you always have your sights set on Solana? So, me personally, and then Zero X Nalik, uh, my my RCTO, um, you know, we were we met in like an alpha Discord, um, and you know, we weren't even when we first met. Like, Solana was like kind of on our radar. Nalik was investing in Invictus which was uh, an ohm fork during like that, that whole ohm fork run uh, at the end of last year, early, early this year. But, you know, we were pretty agnostic on chain as, as sort of individuals, right? Like we were playing around on, on AVAX trading NFTs and, and shit coins. And we were on um, Arbitrum and we were on, you know, near and like, we were just doing any, you know, just kind of just going wherever the liquidity was. Um, but then, you know, Dave, our chief creative officer and, you know, who Dave came up with the artwork and the, the lore and the gamification elements of the project, he was building a gaming project and he was like, as he was like looking at, at his options, he was like, well, obviously this has to be built on Solana. Like there's no comparison, like 13 transactions per second on EVM versus 3,500 on Solana, except when... Yeah. Except when Centuries is minting, we we got it down to uh, <laughs> under a thousand TPS. I think. Yes, so, you did. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that was when that was kind of this aha moment. I think for for all of us, where it's like, okay, gaming, yeah, that's an on, that's a way you can onboard more people. Okay, Solana, yeah, that's something that you can um, that that can support the speed that's necessary to do this at scale. And so, you know, that's how we came to Solana because still I, I'm super bullish on the chain. Like a lot of our future right now in the short term as centuries is tied to the success of Solana. There's 2,100 validators on Solana right now. 
uh, and validators is the same thing as like miners on Ethereum, right? There's 400,000 miners on Ethereum. And so like, we got a long ways to go, but if we get there, I, I, I promise you centuries is going to be a part of that infrastructure. Got it. Um, this is something that Batman was curious about. He wanted me to, he, he was going to ask you. Um, we were really impressed that you had released some open source tools and I'm not sure if a lot of people know this. So can you talk a bit about those tools, what they are? Yeah, a hundred percent. So, you know, there's our, our CTO, Xerox Nalik is, is really a big believer in this and this whole idea of like you build on the shoulders of giants. Right. And so, um, open source is something for him that's like, you know, very important as like a, a part of the business. And so, you know, as we were, um, you know, it, it, as I look back on it, you know, we did, we were pretty rigorous in the way that we were running sentries for um, leading in the, in the pre-mint period. So, you know, we had uh, certain um, metrics that we were looking at. We had a weekly meeting with uh, all of the admins and we had, you know, kind of a, a weekly doc that we used and we had metrics that we tracked and, and initiatives and how we were progressing on all of those. And, and so ultimately the, the tools that we open source were the, the ones that we put together to help us monitor and understand things better. So things like, oh, yeah. you know, discord role, you know, so it's not like, Hey, we're trying to compete with mercury for wallet submission, but right. it's like, Hey, when we run a collab, as long as we do a collab, in this channel, we can hit the Discord API and basically make and at least make some make this somewhat programmatic for our accounts. Like, and also because that's what we would look at. Like, hey, we collabed with this DAO, and you know, you, we gave you fifty spots, and twenty five people actually showed up. Whereas, like on this other one, it's totally filled, right? And so there, so that that's kind of one tool. And then the other tool that we were doing was just like a scraping tool for Magic Eden's API, as well as like Twitter. And so <clears throat> when we're benchmarking ourselves against other projects, you know, on, on, you know, on Magic Eden, how many Twitter followers do they have? Uh, how, many, who's on, how many Discord members? How many Discord online? All that kind of stuff. So this is just stuff that we put together to help inform how we went forward with our business and, and sort of what was the right time to, to sort of push things. Now, I'll tell you what, I don't even know, like, I, I think something just happened. And, you know, things kind of just took off, I don't think, but we were prepared when, when they when they did. And so like, that was, those are the kind of tools that we want to offer to other people, because then you don't have to pay for a solution that you may not need, you may just need something scrappy, right? Yeah, and that's great. Because you don't see that a lot on Solana, like a lot of things are like, hush, hush, you have to like, talk to someone who knows you know how to build something there's just it's not like on ethereum for example where like there's there's tons of open open source things um so it's really cool to see that and it sounds like that's what you guys thought as well like there should be more things that are open source on solana right yeah 100 percent. we were like well where why why isn't this stuff out there like can't we just yeah. you know this is just nalik and i going like can't we this inform they have APIs. Can't we right. just do this? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you guys plan to release more things like that? Like have more open source things in the future? Yeah, yeah. I mean a hundred percent, you know, because I mean we're you know, we have certain ideas about where we want to 
take the business and the opportunities that are available, right? Like in the short term, we want to continue to scale out our validator and RPC node operations. But like beyond that, like we're, you know, soft, like Nalik is a software developer. He's a gifted software developer and we have, and he has a network and, and close friends that are gifted software developers. And so a big part of what we want to accelerate is our ability to bring those folks onto the Sentry's team full time. Um, you know, so, you know, rewinding back to the initial plan for our business, it was a 10,000 collection at I think two and a half sole mint. And, and really it was going to be that the, the other money beyond the validator funds that we we're going to self stake is, was really around bringing on developers full time, right? There was no, there was no world in which any of us as founders were taking any money. It was all just kind of what was the ramp on the developer onboarding going to look like. So um, this is actually, this would be a great topic for, for Nalik to hit. And I think we'll probably do maybe like an AMA or a discord, um, you know, chat about open source and his philosophies because he's got a, he, he's, he definitely feels passionately about this. That's awesome. So you've got, you're obviously connected with developers, like some Rust devs, but you, you don't, you don't have any on the team right now, like officially, is that what's going on? So we do. So Nalik is a Rust dev. And oh, okay. Then, so um, he is on the team. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, he's our CTO. He's, okay. he's a core member of the team. And then also his business partner is, is somehow is like it's somehow an even more like technically gifted developer. So we, we have two devs on the team, but the thing is, it's like, you know, it's, it's partners, it's, you know, and so it's, you know, they're doing us favors or they're working for less money than they could otherwise. And so, you know, we really want to be able to compensate them at the rate at which they, they deserve to be compensated. Yeah. Cause you guys have been bootstrapping this up until now, right? Oh yeah. Oh yes. A hundred percent. We've been bootstrapping it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm running payroll every two weeks and, um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, but you know, you put the processes in place now and you build on top of those versus like, I'm just I get to mint and mint out and then I'll figure it out. Like what a nightmare that would be for us if we didn't have a, a lot of these like systems in place, even if they'll evolve over time. Whoops. I muted myself. I said, yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Batman, did that answer your question about the, the open source stuff? Yeah, no, that definitely answered my question. Um, I like that a lot, actually, just because I, I've i seen from my own experiences as, as somewhat of a builder, um, but more so as an advisor to some of these projects, the number one complaint is always that there aren't a lot of open source things um, and that they have to really go out of their, their way to either find something or build something. And they really don't even get that much help um, from the from the ecosystem, so, so I think it's great that that you are uh, going out of your way to do all of this stuff. Um, huge round of applause for that. Hey, thanks. <clears throat> I appreciate it. Um, I, you know, one thing I, that I would say, um, you know, not even necessarily related to centuries, but I think like what I what's what's special about you know kind of Xerox Nalix approach is he's a developer like first but also he's like an incredible manager and leader of people. Um, and so, you know, I, it's, I think that's like a rare combination. Like I think in general, like there, there's like really great developers and there's really great people managers, but having really great developers that are great people managers and, and shit, I think you could probably say this about a lot of disciplines. I'm a marketer. That's my, that's what, how I make my living. And like, there's a lot of great individual marketers that are horrible people managers and, and vice versa. Um, 
you know, but, you know, I, I think that um, this idea of fostering an ecosystem and like trying to actually build a better future versus like paying lip service to that and just trying to get market share, um, like now it actually wants to build a better future. And so like, that's why I'm bullish on, on him and, you know, then centuries. Nice. Yeah, you're making me bullish on Malik too. Very cool. <laughs> you know what? I gotta say, okay, look, I'm biased and I'm not I'm not spending too much time too much time gassing him up. But like <laughs> this is this is a dude that is like so he's young, he's a bit younger than I am. Um, but I mean I in, in every sense I would con consider him a mentor. Like he's like really like helped me navigate crypto and blockchain and and brought these opera, you know, like I didn't know about validators and RPC notes, you know, like a year ago, you know. And so, um, but, you know, I think it's just, you know, there are people like this out there. And, and you know, I'm hoping that we do get an actual builder meta where people, but but also like where you know how to market your project. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it's not about just building. Like you have to market, you have to get out there and do this shit. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so I wanted to ask, what made you go with Bifrost um, over, say, like Magic Eden? Were you looking at other options as well, or what? What attracted you to that launchpad? So um, we're recorded. All right. Um, so we talked to all the launchpad providers, and they were all equal and very nice to us. But <laughs> look, we um, we talked. To, we did talk to uh, many of the launchpad providers. And what I can, t can tell you in no uncertain terms is that the first time we talked to them, they all said no. Um, they all said no for different reasons, um, but they, they mostly, they all said no. Um, and that sucks. And, you know, that wow. doesn't feel good as a project. And it yeah. wasn't, it, it wasn't a hard no, right? It, but it was like, hey, like, I, we don't think y'all are there, right? Like, you, you need to do more. And they gave us specific examples and, but, you know, and we did. And we went out and we did more because we knew we had to. It wasn't like I wasn't offended. I was like, you're right. Like, you know, Bifrost, um, they've launched one project. It went well. They sold out and they have a reputation that they that they want to protect. Right. And so, you know, they're not going to launch a project that they don't feel has the hype, has the the integrity and, and, and can make a good impression as their second project. And so. Uh, we went back and, and we, you know, we just put our heads down and I said, I got to get out there in spaces more. And like, we got to, you know, we, our announcements need to be better and we just need to level up our game overall. And then, you know, basically Bifrost kind of came back and they said, Hey, are you, have you selected a launch pad? Are you still interested? And we said, no, we haven't. And we'd love to launch with you because that was our, our hope in the first place. And I can't say enough good things about that team. Like, they they were they were willing to not sugarcoat things they were they gave us the real feedback they helped us improve um elements of our project they helped us with the technology and like man i feel so so humbled and grateful to be able to have partnered with them like i can't say enough good things about that team that's interesting like i just assumed that you guys just had your pick like you could have gone with any launch pad you wanted i didn't expect you to say well everyone there's also no <laughs> so that's interesting yeah like i want to be look i want to be honest about the journey right because yeah. like i don't you know i don't i don't want 
to I'm not I'm not into like histrionics and like you know the the, right. the the history gets written by the winners. I mean, look, I feel like a winner today. Like that's maybe the first time I've ever really said that. But you know, it's the reality is there were multiple times along this path when we were like, dude, are we dead? I feel like we're dead. Like our project's dead. Solana is the volume's dead. Um, people, I had people tell me our art's trash. I told people tell me our, our project's too complicated. I, you know, and it's like, but at the end of the day, you know, it wasn't like, you know, and now the art's great, right? Because we sold out, you know? <laughs> and, um, so, you know, it's like, you just got to have conviction, right? And if you don't have conviction, then you're going to get upset and you're going to have a thin skin. And if you do have conviction, then you're going to be like, okay, well, that person thinks my art's trash, but I don't, it doesn't really matter. I'm still going to go forward. Dude, it's the truth. I can relate to that. And Batman can attest to it. Like even my shit, like I've had to push through so many times where I'm like, is anyone going to even care about this? Is anyone going to find this valuable? Like, I think it's the kind of stuff that we all go through. And then when we're in a bear market on this dead ass chain and like seeing stuff not meant out and everything, it, it makes it even, um, you know, more difficult, but you guys took, the feedback and you you did something with it and then it worked so that is impressive so good job on that <laughs> thanks um, thanks Kat. i i, I want to actually say like i don't actually think it's that impressive like i think the right? only thing that that has made me like i i like i've said this a million spaces and i'm sure people are sick of sick of it but it's like i'm a i'm a failed attorney but i'm a successful marketer you know and like it's it you know it's for, it's like you just you have to believe and like you people are gonna just tell you you suck and like I've had so many people throughout my career like tell me that like tell me that I'm bad at my job like people you know whether it's whether you know that's their belief or they're trying to be vindictive or whatever like people are gonna tell you that you suck and you know you just but like you're just like okay that's like your opinion man like and then and you keep it moving you know yeah yeah, for sure. Okay, so there are, as I understand it, three components to your business divide. Can you explain what those components are? I sure can. So um, outside of like the, you know, the NFT um, community and, and, you know, all of the, the, like the revenue streams that come from that, like royalties, um, we, our business has three components. The first one is, is procurement. So, um, if you're like, Hey, I want to run a validator. Um, I, I don't know, Kat personally, like, do you know where you would go to like get your servers and get your software and like set that all up? If I was like, Hey, can you do that for me tomorrow? No, I have no fucking idea. I'd have to like yeah. ask Batman. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> you can ask Batman or you can ask Sentry. So yeah, now so you guys here. So that's, that's part, that's a big part of what we do. So, um, and, and, and this stuff matters like location of servers matters and, and yada, yada, yada. I won't bore people with that. Um, but you know, we can get you basically set up and configured. And then if you have someone to run it in house, then you just take it and, and, and you run with it. Right. And, and, and it's on you. We just, we just get you set up. Um, on the other hand, like most people, most businesses or other projects either, don't know how to and, and or like don't have the time to run validators or RPC nodes, even if they want to make those available to their community. So that's where we, you know, we can procure the hardware and the software and then we can run it for you. And, and that's really like, think about that as like a monthly subscription. That's like a, a recurring revenue business. Um, and then the third component is the business incorporation piece. And so, um, you know, one of the things that we found is, 
Panama, uh, we have some unique access through Dave's connections. Dave's a former attorney, so is his father. And so we actually incorporated sentries in Panama because Panama as, as a country and as a government is very progressive in their attitudes towards cryptocurrency. And so while it's not wholly unregulated, they're very um, open to the regulation towards it. And so um, not obviously that doesn't solve implications for people paying taxes in other parts of the world. Um, but we operate there because it's more liberal in its attitudes. And we've also helped other businesses incorporate there as well so that you know, you so that you're, you're basically not immediately running afoul of securities laws um, by, by running your business. So those are like the three primary components of it today. Cool. So like the, the business incorporation, do you guys help with any type of business that that wants that service or is it all blockchain businesses or is it only the, the ones that are doing like the, the validator stuff or who who are the customers for that? Yeah, no, actually, that's probably like the broadest customer set we, we potentially have. So it, it's really any business. Now, the ones that we have helped have been specifically like Web3 businesses and da like DAOs. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's it, 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 as, a, as a general like principle, there's just a lot of incentive for like DeFi businesses, Web3 businesses, crypto businesses to check out that market in particular. And I, and, and I don't know if a lot of people are doing that yet. That's awesome. Um, so have you begun reaching out to potential customers outside of the centuries community yet? Or is that something you guys are getting started on soon? Yeah, yeah, that's a big part of like where our some of our advisor relationships come in. And so um, Solar Curve is uh, he's the chief technology officer at a hardware company. Um, they're they're a very, very large uh, private hardware company, and they um, are one of the a, a big provider of, of hardware to the Solana Foundation. So the Solana Foundation basically has a lot of servers that they've sort of pre-bought for developers, right? And then, and then they will sell those, right? It's like, um, so that they have access so that as developers come on and come into the ecosystem, they have the infrastructure ready to go, right? Um, and, and so through those relationships, that's where, you know, we have um, like lines into the, the Solana Foundation itself, um, as well as some other, it, it, this is a big partnership area of our business. So like we're working on a few partnerships that'll make our business offerings pretty interesting. I'm not going to say more right now because nothing's, nothing's done yet. Um, but, but yeah, so it's the inbound interest has obviously been from within like, you know, the, the NFT community, we've had, you know, tons of interest. Uh, of folks just, you know, from wanting to know what it takes to set up RPC nodes, to how much it costs for a validator to, hey, like, you know, what, like, let's get down to terms and, and all that thing. We haven't, we, admittedly, we have not signed a new uh, RP, we have not signed a validator customer yet. We're working on it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the, the general thing. I think I hit your question there. Yeah, you did. Absolutely. You would say, I've heard you say this with my ears, that most projects should be running a validator. And I would say, and I'm sure you would say as well, um, a lot of projects maybe don't know that they should be running a validator. So we might have some potential project owners in here or current project owners um, that don't know why they should run their own validator or run a validator. So could you explain what the why, why they should do that? 
Yep, I, I absolutely can. And also, I finally, uh, it took me a half an hour, but I successfully made myself a margarita while we were on. Uh, oh my God, on, on I, didn't get a, I didn't get a glass of wine. I was like, I'm going to be good. I'm not going to do that. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to drink. I'm going to wait till afterward. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like, I, I have said that. So, like, why, why should you run a validator? Well, it's kind of like, let's go back to what we were talking about at the start. Like, if you're going to explain this to your grandmother, right? So, a validator is like a savings account, right? And so, um, like, uh, many projects will raise funds from their mint. And, you know, what they'll, they'll have plans to make merch and or um, to throw parties uh, and or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. But oftentimes, like, they don't. They may not need to use the funds immediately, oh, and or they may use some of the funds, and then uh, when it's going to be a while until the next thing hits. So what what you should be doing is if you raise a bunch of soul, put the soul in a validator. If you can, and and the reason that you need the reason that Centuries is going to put at least five thousand soul into our validator. I will. Uh, I'm going to do some math here. So everybody, everyone, bear with me. Um, but you have to burn one soul per day to vote. Uh, and that's how, that's how validation works, right? Validators are voting and they have the soul staked in there because you have to burn the soul to vote, to show, you know, to have the skin in the game, right? And it prevents, you know, bad actors. So in order to run a validator yourself at, at break even, you need at least 5,000 soul, right? You're going to burn one soul a day. Um, and so if, if a project has 5,000 or more soul, then they should, they should put it in a validator and they can run it themselves. And then that's a, that's a revenue stream for their business. And it, if you if you deposit more than 5,000 soul, then, then you're, you're kicking off profit from that thing. And so, you know, it's basically a savings account that get, pays you yield uh, and then you can just go in and withdraw your money from it at any time. Meanwhile, nobody, I, I realize we're not altruistic necessarily by nature, but the more validators that we have online, the more decentralized the network is, the more secure the network is. And so um, there's this thing called the Nakamoto coefficient. You can look it up in Wikipedia, but it's basically, it says like, how decentralized is the network? And and we're reasonably decentralized on on Solana today, but like, there, there, there's some gaps, there's some centralization. And so, yeah, in a nutshell, like if you're sitting, if you're sitting on soul, you know, don't trade, you know, well, I mean, and you don't want to degen it through your community, then stick it in a validator. If not delegate it to a validator, right? Cause then you're going to earn the APY and you don't have to run it yourself. So, you know, the, forget the altruism of it, but like delegated to a validator, like centuries take 0% commission and you get a hundred percent of your 6% APY. Excellent answer. Uh, hopefully, we got you some more um, potential customers there to buy. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, okay. So, are you guys are you are you one hundred percent reliant on business revenue at this point, or do you, are you raising funds like from VCs? Like, do you have any potential VCs at this time? Yeah, the answer is we we. So right now the answer is yes. We're we're, we're uh, we are reliant on the funds that are not going into the validator. Now we'll, I, I'll I'll continue to bootstrap this business. Like we're still a startup, right? Like I I will continue to make sure that we operate because 
it does take time to build out that that b2b piece of it um and uh shit cat i forgot i totally lost your question while i was while i was sidebarring there no, it's all good. I was basically asking if you guys are going to be raising venture capital. VC, VC. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, um, what? Yes, we would like to, um, because it would just allow us to go faster, and especially it would allow us to go faster on the software development side. Um, and so there's there's a bunch of like gaps and opportunities in the market, um, that, that we think can be solved with like permissionless software. Um. So so yeah, I mean, we'd like to raise uh money beyond. Uh, what what we did through this mint, uh, but you know we got to have the right partner, and they they got to you know be aligned. We've talked to some VCs. Um, I'd say like uh, the initial feedback is like they sort of see the opportunity, right? Like they see sort of the total addressable market as being attractive, um, but it's there's it's murky as to who's doing what, like who's going to be able to capture the market share. Is it a you know is it is it a winner take all? Is it a you know kind of a uh, you know, a duopoly or, or whatever. Right. And so, um, we are going to, but those are conversations are really nascent. So we're going to continue to have those. Um, but also, I mean, getting more business revenue makes those conversations a hell of a lot easier and it makes it easier to, uh, run our business. So we're mostly incentivized to, uh, go out and get new customers. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And you're more attractive to, you know, the VCs. So, um, if let's say if you didn't receive any VC money, um, how much runway do you feel that you have right now? Yeah, that's a good question. So I, I think like I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to avoid it, but I think what I need to do, what we need to do is let the dust settle in terms of like where we're netting out on um, like the the sort of net. Like obviously our the, the max that we could raise is 8K right from from the mint but you know after launch pad expenses and, and that kind of stuff it's like okay well let's see where we net out and then also let's see you know kind of what the royalties are contributing um and so then based on that we'll make a decision tomorrow on um you know how much if any beyond the 5k soul we'll we'll send to the validator and then that you know we'll see kind of where where we're at I, my guess is like Right now, just based on like the OPEX costs, like our, our recurring costs, like, I mean, probably six months, um, maybe, maybe a little bit more. And that's if like, we don't, you know, none of the founders put a single additional dollar in there. But um, uh, like, what, one thing we do plan to do is share financials um, with the holders of, you know, kind of how things are, are doing. Like, I know there's other projects that are doing this. And we're big on the transparency stuff too, so um, we'll we'll share as much as we possibly can uh, with the holders. So that was a long way of me saying like maybe six six to eight months, but I'm not totally sure. I got to look at the actual numbers. That's bullish. <laughs> six months is bullish without putting any more of your own money into it. Yeah, very cool. Um, do you have a relationship with Solana Foundation? I'm kind of like fuzzy on the details of that. Is there is there a relationship with Solana Foundation? Yeah, yeah, there is. So um, basically, we have you know, like I would say that the Sentry's direct relationship is something that that we're fostering. I mean, like you know, Nalik Nalik knows Anatoly. Like they've had conversations. Um, I, I don't think uh, I don't think Raj or Anatoly minted any Sentries today. Um, but you know, our our advisors are are are, are basically big 
like vendors to the Solana Foundation. Like they have very large um, relate business relationships with them. And so, so through that, you know, there's a lot of aligned incentives between what we're trying to build at Centuries and what uh, Solana obviously wants for its chain, right? Like we want to set up more validators and we want more projects validating and they want to set up more validators and they want more developers <laughs> validating. And so um, I'm, I'm excited about um, continuing to kind of foster that um, that relationship it's it's pretty nascent, but also I think like what happened today is a good catalyst for us to you know get in front of the the right folks there. Gotcha. Well, all the business stuff is super interesting, um, but a big part of any successful NFT project is the community, right? And in your case, like a, a PFP project. So what is your plan to sustain and grow the community side of Centuries? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing that we've been thinking about probably the most, right? So, you know, the first thing that we want to do, that we wanted to do, that we've delivered on is staking. Uh, staking is, is live right now, staking.centuries.io. Go there, stake your Centuries, start to start to appear in those snapshots for those B2B rewards. And Hey, who knows what else is going to happen? Like we're 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 a team that loves surprises, so um, I would definitely recommend staking a century. Um, we also have um, another exciting announcement um, around some some software um, coming. Uh, I think I'll, I think we're going to tell folks about it tomorrow. Um, yeah. it, so um, there will be, you know, so we have, a, a, you know, a pre, it, it's, look, it's not, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to, you know, change the world tomorrow, but uh, we have some exciting news for, for holders, for sure. And then, you know, I think beyond that, it's going to just be being tuned in, being adaptable, paying attention to the meta, understanding like what, what's working and, and what's not working, you know? So, I mean, it's our job to go build our business. And, and again, like this is back to what I was saying. It's like, if we go out, and we close new business, then it's good for literally everybody. That's like kind of the symbiosis that we were hoping to create. Like, I would hope that if, if Malik and I go out and we close a bunch of new clients, that people are going to be bullish on centuries, you know, because if you hold the century, every, you know, as we grow, like every, every one of those dollars and every one of those deals matters to, to you. Right. And um, yeah. And so, that's the future. That's the promise. And then, and then on the other side, like the validator thing, here's, here's another element or angle that people don't think about, right? We have 5,000 Solana. It's in our validator. It doesn't go anywhere. We're not using that for anything. So in effect, your century is backed by the Solana that's in our validator, right? And so, you know, if, if things really went south, we could always do, uh, liquidate that Solana and redistribute it to holders. So like, I mean, you're not even risking that much. We, it was a one sole mint and like you're risking 0.4 maybe. I think I did the math with paper hands earlier. So like our backing value will be like 0.6 sole for, for a one sole mint. So like, I mean, you know, that's not gonna change and that can go up by the way. If, as, as we earn more soul, we can increase our self stake and our validator and increase the backing value. So. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're tuned into this. Like, I feel like that's one of the, the ways we got here. We listened to the community. We listened to what people liked, what people didn't. And, and I think it, it showed up in, in the way we um, launched today. Yeah, that's an excellent point you make, too. Um, Batman did a, a nice write-up on you a couple of days ago. And that was one of the things that he said. When it, was, it was a relatively low-risk mint. Because if it didn't mint out, you guys were going to refund. 
and you know, which just mentioned now. So that's, that's pretty awesome. And one of my, my favorite parts of the, the white paper was looking at how much utility you're actually given to the asset as far as like airdrops and like, um, there's a, a, I guess some people refer to it as flex to earn. I don't know if that's what you guys were calling it, but like it's if the the, the percentage of people that are holding the profile or um, holding that are using their century as their profile picture, like if it gets to a certain percentage then you guys are going to do an airdrop and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is, uh, this has also been a real big learning for us over, over the course of things. So like, you know, Dave is Dave is a big brain. He can come up with like very novel gamification, um, and so you know uh, the initial version of of the Centuries project was you know again because we were raising more money, and so you know our initial sort of belief and and strategy was like okay, we're raising more money, so we can put more money into the validator, and then we can create these NFTs that represent the soul that's staked into the validator and then we can airdrop those to holders and there's an arbitrage game. And, you know, as it turns out, people just don't really care. Right. Like it's, it's just too much. It's, it's like too taxing. Um, and so, you know, and, and I think as, you know, as we went through and, and tried to think about what are the important things, why should people invest in centuries? It wasn't about power blocks and load links and, and all of this stuff. Uh, it was really about, this infrastructure as a service and, and sort of, you know, building and growing the network together. And so all of those gamification elements are still things that are like, we could all absolutely do that. Right. But I think, you know, one of, it's a big learning in, um, you know, under promise and over deliver, right. Like make sure, yeah. you, you know, make sure, you know, like, cause if you could have the coolest toy in the world, but if nobody knows what that, nobody can understand what that toy does. Then, then you're not going to sell any of them. And so anyway, that's a long way of me saying like we revamped it, we made it simpler, but in the future, 100% like this could be an area where, you know, we would game, further gamify the, the validator for holders. Gotcha. Okay. Um, what would you say the values are of centuries of the business and your community, like your, your values? Number one, permissionlessness. Um, we want to build a, a permissionless future. Uh, that necessarily means that that there's no gatekeeping, that it's anti-racist and anti-discriminatory. And so that's a big thing for, for us. Uh, number two is education. Um, we want to bring people into this space, not as ex exit liquidity, but because we believe in the future of this and, and that, you know, there's a huge opportunity for everybody else. And so um, we think a lot about not only educating people on, you know, the hardware and the software of the blockchain, but also how, how do you protect yourself? How, what does it mean? What does self-custody mean? And we want to continue to make sure that we're investing and fostering those conversations and, and people and, and, and ensuring that people get that knowledge so that we can actually grow. Um, and then and then lastly, I think just like <clears throat> empathy and like that's such a big thing for me um, personally is, you know, like uh, I, we're not the stars of our own, you know, epic journey. Like we're all just on this rock together right now. And, and you know, you aren't, you know, you aren't a co-star and not, you know, or, you know, and so like <clears throat> I think people get that shit twisted all the time and it drives me crazy. And so, um, yeah, I, I would say permissionlessness, uh, you know, empathy and, um, 
uh, whatever the third one that I said was my, my brain is so fried cat. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm glad that you had answers period. Cause I think a lot of people, a lot of founders, a lot of team members wouldn't be able to answer that at all. So <laughs> that's great. Um, I'm curious divide. Uh, Batman and I would like to know, will you be bringing back movie nights on the, the Centuries Discord? I would like to, you know, it's like I, I, I miss them because it was I had a <clears throat> I had a blast. I couldn't always tune in, but 100 percent. I hope to, you know, it's really just like, um, you know, I think things things change so much and, you know, and, and it got everything kind of like the momentum really picked up. And, you know, but yes. Yes, is my answer. I would that love to bring that. Answer, yes, that you, that was the correct answer, Divide. You you passed that test. <laughs> we're we're actually uh, having a movie night tonight after this in the Cats Crypto Peep Show Discord. We're going to be watching Willow. How do you feel about that movie, Divide? Oh my God, are you are you serious? I love that movie. Yeah, it's a good one, right? Yeah. Dude. Oh man. I, I can believe I can believe that. I that's like kind of a forgotten one. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of old too. Um, I, th- I, 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 I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't guess. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't guess you're old either. I'm, I'm 37. So yeah, I'm, I'm by, by like NFT standards, like crypto standards. I'm like a grandmother. Ooh, ooh I got you. I got you. I got you by a few. Do you? Okay. Okay. But that's why we both know Willow. Okay. Exactly. I, I, I... <laughs> that's why we Willow. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So. At Cat's Crypto Peep Show, we're pretty fucking degen. Uh, so I have to ask you, how degen are you, Divide? I mean, look, I, I lost a massive amount of money um, uh, looping uh, Olympus Dow. I, I leveraged money on Olympus Dow and lost 100% of it. So I don't know. Where does that put me? <laughs> pretty fucking degen, yeah. Yeah, when you were talking about like going over to, um, oh shit, what's the name of it? I can't even think of the name of it now. That one that was going to have the airdrop and they fucked it all up. That oh, changed. Arbitrum. Arbitrum, yeah. Like, Arbitrum. Like, that's how I've been since, God, like, March of 2021. Just, like, constantly following whatever fucking chain there is. And, like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm exhausted of it now. Like, I haven't made it over to Doge chain, but Batman went over there and, and actually made some money. So, that's, Yeah. That's where we are. <laughs> okay, real quick, real quick on Arbitrum though. Okay, so yeah. this is like my, this is like, okay, you know how people have like their bad beat stories and like nobody wants to actually hear those. It's like, yeah, obviously <laughs> like, yeah, you had pocket aces and they rivered a two from their seven two. It's like, yeah, we get it, right? Um, anyway, look, this is my biggest win, my biggest crypto win. Um, so I was in the server. Uh, this is back in October uh maybe september yeah october september 2021 and uh this project is launching an arbitrum uh called small brains and there were like um i was like early and so like i got whitelist or whatever but like i remember they they, they got um uh sybil attacked on their whitelist stuff so what you had to do was like draw a picture physically of a small brain on a piece of paper and, and date it with the current date take a picture of it and then submit it all right, so so I did that shit. I bridged point one F over to Arbitrum. I mint the two small brains, two small cars, and something else uh, for for zero dollars, effectively. Then, like in I don't know, some point Gary V gets involved, and that shit just fucking moons. And I sold all that shit for like ten k. 
And like, that was like by far my biggest come up. And I'm still down tremendously uh, on a portfolio (laughs) basis. Um, But but that, that Arbitrum has a, has a place in my heart. Nice. Very nice. I like that story. Fucking Gary V came. Gary V made you rich. (laughs) Well, well, he gave you your biggest win rather. Yeah, thanks, Gary D. I appreciate it. Also, I don't agree with Gary D. Don't grind hard. Get eight hours of sleep a night. Oh, God. Yeah. Bullish on founders that are sleep maxis like myself. Damn, I need to get on that sleep maxi train. I'm like a sleep minimalist lately. (laughs) Okay. All right. Next question is, what is your preferred pizza topping? Okay, uh, this is pretty easy. Um, I so I, it's pepperoni, obviously, but but it's like the small cup pepperoni, right? Like the, the, what? the like the small ones, you know? They're like little cups. Oh, um, the ones that like turn into cups because like they're so okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Pepperoni. Oh my God, and I've cheese. never heard it referred to that way. Cup pepperoni. Yep, a hundred percent. So do you like it because it gets those like little pools of grease in it or what? What is it about it? Yeah, I mean, it's just fit. I mean, it's just so fantastic. And you can fit <laughs> so many of them on the pizza also. Like, you know what I mean? It's great. Oh, my gosh. That's that's excellent. Okay. Um, I think everyone here is probably wondering. I know I'm I'm definitely fucking wondering. Ketchup or mustard? Ooh, tough one. Tough one. Mustard, though. Mustard that was the right answer you passed that test to because we all know that ketchup is a child's condiment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bearish on ketchup, but and also, bear- like, bearish as fuck. also ketchup is like, so one note and like mustard is like, you have yellow mustard, Dijon mustard, stone ground mustard. Like it's a, it's, it's like a cornucopia of options. I agree. I mean, there's like some really hot fucking mustards out there that I, I've never had a hot ketchup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. You know, hot mustard. That's another one. Those that's so good. um all right well lastly before we open it up to audience questions um would you like to give us a little freestyle rap about centuries we would love to hear you spit some bars oh my god oh my god okay so uh, like this is so rough um it's gonna make me feel not tough to do this um but we're gonna get through this uh because we got to mint day and if I may say, then uh, we, we got it our way. That was fucking beautiful. Divide, thank you for that. We're going to moon soon. When? When moon? When? when. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> I got to say, um, very bullish on, on Cat and, and Batman. Like, this is, uh, this is the most fun that, uh, that I've had as, as a guest on a space. I like the question. That's what we were aiming for. We were like, we're going to make this fun for him. This could be the best AMA he's had. We're going to ask a good question. <laughs> Yo, I mean, look, you achieve, like mission accomplished. Like salute. I appreciate Hell that. Hell yeah. I like that. Well, it has been a pleasure. You're, you're very fun to converse with Divide. And I hope that this is just the beginning of a very long and, and enjoyable and fruitful relationship uh, <laughs> between, between all of us. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess we'll wrap it up here and definitely go to staking.centuries.io and stake your centuries. That's what everyone needs to do tonight. They need to sweep and stake. And then he also gave you permission to flip if you want. 
Yeah, sweepstakes and flip. I mean, look, I mean, look, don't like if you don't want to share in the upside of the century's business, then fine. Don't stake your century. Like whatever. Right. That's like your your choice. Um, but if you do, then you should go to staking.centuries.io. And also, um, we're going to be out here. Um, I'm going to be appearing on uh, Dr. Solana, Solana Not Live Spaces coming up just about an hour from now. Um, because I mean, cause I'm an egomaniac and like, I, like at this point in my life, I don't know what to do when I'm not on spaces. My wife, my wife left me, uh, only temporarily, not permanently though. Uh, honestly, <laughs> like if centuries didn't sell out, um, she might've, she like, uh, it could have, we could have gone like, that's on me. Like my wife's, my, my wife's a saint. I'm, I'm an, I'm an insane person, but anyway, um, cat. Uh, Batman, uh, I, I got much love for y'all. Anything y'all oh, yeah. need, I'm here. Uh, you know where to find me. I, I appreciate you so much for having us on. Appreciate you too, man. And appreciate to all of you out there and all you listening to the recording and all that shit. So, all right. Good evening. I mean, good night. <laughs> See you guys G- next GN. time. GN. GN. <laughs> Peace. Peace. This podcast was intended for entertainment purposes only. Nothing you heard should be considered professional financial advice. I'm very smart, savvy, and hilarious, but I'm not a licensed financial advisor. Crypto is highly volatile and a risky investment avenue, so never trade or invest with more than you can afford to lose, and always do your own research on projects, and or seek licensed professional guidance before making your own investment decisions. I always look into projects and attempt to only share the ones that look the safest to me, but even I get fooled sometimes. Please know that I will not be responsible for any losses you incur. Bullish on founders that are sleep maxis like myself.